Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Sportsnet actually does something similar to that sometimes. I don't know if you play their their online fantasy thing that they got going, but sometimes they'll combine weeks and that kind of thing. But um, this, I, I'll be honest, I don't have faith that I'm winning this week. Joel's done such a good job at you know combining total games yeah. uh, for his for his rosters every week, and he's got me beat by uh, I want to say close to twelve games this week. Meaning he's got an extra twelve games worth uh, of of players playing versus my team this weekend. I just I don't see it happening um, with my current lineup. Some of them have been struggling too. Like Ovechkin was struggling. Uh, he didn't have a point for his last three or four games. And then apparently, uh, do you believe that he had COVID, or was that sort of uh, there was a, some people were suggesting that maybe it was planned? <laughs> I I mean that initial reaction, I had the same thing. I was like, okay, is this just him kind of wanting out of the All Star game again? But I mean, if they're yeah. re- if, I, I got to figure if they're reporting it, that it's probably true. So you know, I'll, I'll give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. And but I mean, so I, and Marshawn too. Marshawn was actually having a bit of a slow week as well for me. Um, I, you know, by Marshawn standards, kind of thing. I, like I, my players were doing fine overall leading up until this week with with Joel. I, I, sh- I should say I shouldn't say fine. They were playing really well, um, but then this week I think they just they, everybody just kind of hit a wall. I got Samsonov in net uh, for Washington right now, which he may or may not get the load of uh, games. <laughs> Uh, coming up, it's a good thing I finished that sentence. There's that COVID. He could be in a he could be in a tandem with uh, Vanacek. Yeah. We'll see it going forward. So no, Vanacek is injured. Although, did he come back from that injury? Oh wait a minute. Yeah, I think he is. I think. Yeah. So they were supposed to call someone up and whatnot. But I mean, honestly, Vanacek at this point might be healed. So, anyways, I've got him in nets with um Saros uh, out of Nashville so I it gives me a chance but I at the end of the day I don't think <laughs> there it is uh, I don't yeah, think uh, I'm beating <laughs> I don't think I'm beating my brother so but uh I think you are what are you I got a seven point uh, lead on Jay yeah I got a seven point lead on him but what's interesting too is Tom is actually behind uh Ryan this week as well so yeah. if I mean if that kind of if Ryan can hold him off that I mean that'll put you in like first things are, well, things are pretty tight or as it tie. is, right? And uh, it would tie me with him record-wise, I believe, but I might have him in regards to points for, oh, so we'll see. You definitely do, yeah. I mean, we'll have to see how the second week plays out here, but I know there's going to be a ton of games, so that's going to be pretty interesting to see how this kind of goes. I think, I think what we're going to see, here. yeah, I think what you're going to see towards the end of the season from our league is it's going to get continuously tighter. I don't think a, a team goes another... Like, I'm on a bit of a winning streak right now with, I think... Five or six games, I think it's five. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to happen again the rest of the way. Like uh, you had mentioned earlier, there's you know there's been a ton of moves and stuff, but I think everyone's sort of settled into their teams now. And you know this is it, the stretch run, and there's going to be you know a win here, a loss there, a lot. And uh, I don't know, maybe you know maybe the standings don't change much from what they are right now. That, I'm I'm going to totally go against that. I'm going to say somebody has like a five or six game win streak here the rest yeah, of the, like nah, the second cool. half of the. No, you know what? I'm actually going to do it. I'm 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 going to say somebody's going to put up a five gamer the rest of the way. Somebody puts up a five gamer. Same that, way the Islanders are making that, the playoffs, or 
Is that bold? Is that bold enough? Is that bold enough? Five or should I go six? Oh, six you, is. You tell me, bud. You five, tell me, and I'll pick it. We'll say six because I, if mine's Done. five and I'm, and I'm about to lose it, it better be, it better beat it for this year because that's the longest winning streak for the All year. All right. So I Fair get enough. beat six games. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna make so, a bold prediction and I'm gonna say that somebody goes on a six game. So, okay, of the way. somebody. You're not calling who. You're just saying somebody. That's right. I'm not saying who. Okay. I'm just saying somebody does. Six gamer, okay. baby. Six All gamer. Right. Nice little six-pack. Nice <laughs> All right, let's move it on to uh, Along the Boards. And um, I think this week, boards. it's it's a, that was our Nickelback version of it. Um, it's, a, it's a good time to dip into the Western side of things. Because we did the East, the top four. Uh, yeah. Sorry, not the, yeah, the top of, the, of each top. division. Yeah, so top eight. Here. Top eight, exactly. Okay, so there we go. Okay, so I got some notes. All right, so why don't you hit us out first? I don't know if you want to do Pacific or Essential first, but uh... well, you know what? We'll we'll get Colorado out of the way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, let, let, let's let's face it. This is a team that's pretty pretty much dominating that conference right now. No. Thirty-two, eight, and four. Uh, I mean, the goal differential is pretty ridiculous. But I mean, look at the offense there, right? One hundred eighty-three yeah, exactly. goals for one one twenty-nine against. Which you know, it isn't too bad when you look at the rest of the conference. Like they're in good shape in in regards to goaltending. As much as it, it still seems shaky when you start throwing out the names Kemper and Francouz. Yeah. I mean, there just isn't. It doesn't instill like this massive amount of confidence in you. They're they're still kind of getting the job done here with one twenty nine yeah, goals against. Yeah, still a, a capable duo. I don't have any issues with them as a duo. I had I feel no, like I had either, more faith either. in them at the beginning of the season than I do now. But I don't think that really matters because I think they'll get the job done. So that's really all that matters. I almost I didn't. I was gonna say at the end of the day, but I didn't. But I did. I kind of sang it there instead. So that <laughs> I don't know if that makes it any better. I might make it worse because then you have to listen to my voice and my attempt at singing which is not okay but um yeah so anyway so yeah so <laughs> a little tangent there so colorado they're a pretty good team well not hey listen i mean nine oh and one in their last 10 right like the, the team's rolling i mean we all we all know the firepower this team's got the only thing i could really say is maybe if they get into a kind of a really heavy series i'll say with somebody maybe like a, a minnesota kind of a big club uh, a big yeah. heavy club uh they you know that that could be something that may derail some things a little bit but I mean, right now it's a pretty pretty well-oiled machine. So, not not a whole lot we can really say about Colorado. The numbers and, and you know the, the stats are there to kind of back everything up. So, I mean that it is what it is, and they're doing the job that they need to be doing. They're supposed to be where they are. So, I mean, not much of a surprise there. But uh, I tell you, what is a little bit of a surprise is the uh, the Nashville Predators. So yeah, I um, didn't see this coming. No, I knew no. they're a good team, but I did not see this coming. Well, you know, kind of like a, a balanced team right throughout, right? I mean, yeah. nothing kind of really jumps off at you. I mean, uh, Saros has been do- has been doing some good things. So, I mean, yes, that kind of jumps off I feel off we the knew there. that about Saros, though. Like, that's not necessarily yeah, the yeah. surprise. The, the, the thing about Nashville is that we knew Saros was going to do really good and it was going to carry the team. But to suggest that they were going to be able to produce enough offense yeah. to get them to You're a right. 28 win yeah. out of 46 games... That I did not see coming. I don't think many people did. Hey, listen, I mean, they're 144 goals for. 
Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, that, that, that definitely hits me and kind of jumps out at the page for me in regards to that type of a team. I mean, John yeah. Hines is still the coach, if I'm not mistaken, down there. And he's still kind of like a defensive-minded guy, but whatever's you know whatever's going on down there in Nashville, they they certainly have it going on. Now, listen, they they've played you know the most games here out of the top teams in in the uh, the Central, but I mean, still they, they may have played the most games, but at the same time, you're winning those games. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, anything that okay, shows they can handle the load. Oh Jesus. yeah, oh yeah, I hate and, that sentence. and and. and, and <laughs> And I mean, at this, you know, at the same time here, this isn't exactly a, uh, you know, a garbage division. There, you're talking about the Avalanche, no. who they're who they're sitting behind. You got the Wild, you got the Blues. Now these teams have some games in hand, so we'll see how it all shakes out here uh, at the end of it all. But uh, you know, you're throwing in the Stars in there too. And one thing I just wanted to touch on really quickly: very surprised at where the Winnipeg Jets are right now. Definitely thought they'd be in a playoff. I'm just not sure what's really happened down there. I know injuries have kind of come into play a little bit, but I, I, I guess at the, what I'm tra- what I'm really saying here is I'm just surprised to see the Jets where they are. I don't want to totally focus on them, but it kind of jumped out at me a little bit. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think a lot of people are surprised with that too. And that's, I, I mean, I, even Paul Maurice uh, probably would have said the same thing or would say, still say the same thing. That's part of the reason why he left because yeah. he felt something was wrong uh, and he thought maybe if I leave now, there's an opportunity for someone to come in with a different voice and it'll, it'll write the ship. Not so much, but again, they're not in the top, so we're not going to spend too much time with them. But um, Minnesota, personally, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's something about this team... I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't get. I, w- I wish I could say I get Minnesota North Star vibes, but I don't. It's not. I think this is an entirely different breed of Minnesota team. That oh yeah, me just, too. I don't know that we're used to seeing this because they do have. Is it? I don't know. Is it swagger or something? Like it, it, the or it's confidence. I think it's just confidence that the right. system that they've got going. It's like it's like they they got four plans that are all working and they they can go with them at any given point. They can either throw out a bit of offense where they can have, well, I mean, really they've got a great team up and down, so they can probably throw out just about any line to get not too much offense out of it. That's obviously the top line is the most important one, but um, but they've got 161 goals as a team, so it shows that they can pretty much every line can pretty much do this. That's a lot of goals. They're only 20 something goals behind Colorado with three games to play. I don't think we would have said something like that at the beginning of the season where Minnesota is going to be within arm's reach of Colorado for goals for. That's 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 very surprising. Well, I and I'm sure I'm going to be speaking exactly what you've been uh, been mentioning here. I mean, it's it's just a case where you're looking at the at, at the numbers. 41 games played, so they have games in hand, right? Now, I mean, I'm I'm not sitting here saying that you know they're making a run here at the at the Avalanche. They're within striking distance, that's for sure. But I mean, 161 goals for, 120 goals against. So you start looking at some of this stuff, and those are some really solid numbers on both ends of the ice. These guys can put some some goals in the back of the net, and they can defend. And you know, again, nothing splashy in the way of goaltending, but. I like where they are. Camp Talbot, Kako Kakinen, Camp, yep. you know, that, that that's, uh, again, no superstars all over the place or anything like that. But no, I, 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 I would I would actually feel really comfortable with both of them, even in a playoff series. Now, I, look, yeah. uh, I, I want Talbot. I want my starter in there. That's my sure. guy. 
I mean, and and you got and you got to kind of lean that way, right? You want you want somebody sure. to know that they're the number one guy, so he's it. But I, I, if there's any kind of an injury, Kakinen has definitely played well enough to show that he can definitely handle that. Any kind of a yeah. short run, he's been able to handle. And I, yeah. I mean, nine zero and one, dude, in their last ten, they're on a six game <laughs> winning streak right now. So Quietly. I. I this is one of those teams, and you and I have said this about certain teams throughout, you know, the episodes and our first year here with the podcast, but this is definitely the type of team nobody, nobody wants to play in the first round. People no. don't want to even come close to this team. It's just, they they seem to be able, you know what, I kind of put them a little bit, I would say they're probably a little bit heavier, a little bit more physical than the than the Rangers thing going on in the East. Like I, I truly believe the Rangers oh, okay. are a kind of yeah. team you don't you don't want to play in the first round. And I get that vibe with Minnesota big time. I mean that that me for me personally with those two teams and, and I. I, I cannot agree with you more in regards to the Wild right now. Like, this is just a team that's lurking right now. Third place in the Central. They've got games to make up. They're one point behind the Predators. So, I mean, and if everything holds true here, you figure they're going to ha- finish ahead of the Preds. You figure the Blues are probably going to be up there too. So, you know, this is a team that's pretty dangerous right now. And Like I, you said, I wouldn't want to play them in the first round just because they've got so much. I'm going to go back to it. It's swagger that they and it's essentially it's confidence because it, it works their system works they're tight they're a tightly run ship and it's it's yeah. working out for them the whole season long they have another eight giving eight they also have a, an eight game winning streak uh back in december as well they can go on these stretch runs for a long time and geez you start you go into one of those stretch runs right before the playoffs i don't know like i even if they don't like you said they're gonna be a dangerous team to play in the playoffs um well you, now you, you mentioned what, marty sorry go ahead Oh, I was just going to, quickly, I was just going to say, one thing we don't even talk about enough on the show either, A, we got to give some props to Dean Evison out there, man. Like, that coaching staff out in Minnesota, I mean, I know we don't take time to do it very often, but listen, I mean, that's a team who's been known to be defensive, uh, you know, for years and years and years. And and you know what? And and I really, I I actually, now that I really think about it, I do kind of like your comment about the swagger because this is a team that kind of goes out there and says, no, no, we're not your father's Minnesota wild here. (laughs) Like they're, they're coming out and they can beat you. And, and, and they know that they can do that. So, I mean, good on them, good on that coaching staff for instilling that in, into those players. But man, oh man, I, I, I gotta say, I think you're right in regards to that swagger because it's definitely a team that's that's coming out now and and they're certainly dictating play a little bit more than than they would normally, I suppose, or or in years past, let's say. Uh, it it just goes to show you that what we've been saying all season long is that like if you've got the right coach, you you can make the you can you got to be able to get the best out of the players that you've been given. <laughs> Um, and if you just at the end of the day kind of shrug your shoulders and go, you know, this is the best we can do, or I don't know what's wrong, then you're you're not the right coach. I'm not saying you're not a bad. I'm saying you're a good or a bad coach. You're just you're not the right coach. It's not the right fit. Yeah. Kudos to uh, Paul right. Maurice for seeing that in Winnipeg. Like we mentioned him already, but like in Minnesota where it works, uh, kudos to that too. Um, so like I I don't know. I just I love their system. They can go <laughs> top to bottom with anybody. So and uh, yeah, yeah, the team with swagger. Hey, hey, speaking of what works. The St. Louis Blues. Boy, ah. oh boy, this is... You know what? You, you, you kind of made you, you made your call and you made your shout-out at the start of the year. And again, 
I, I don't know, dude. This is this is they're not going to go team. away. There, there's no way. There, St. No Louis way. is not going to go away at all. They're going to be there. No, nope. through thick and thin. They're another team that I. So I'm a little reluctant to say this. It's not that I, any team shouldn't fear the St. Louis Blues because if you get to face them, it means you're you're facing one of the best teams in the league. That's 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 an, that's I think that's a given at this point. It it, it kind of depends on who's in nets at that time. Um, like I do think Huso could carry it into the playoffs, and I, yeah. I think he can take it through the playoffs. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. I think Bennington's going to be given more than enough time, not just during the season, but he's going to be given a look in the playoffs too. And I think as a result of feeling compelled to give him that chance, I think that that plan will come back and bite them. Uh, and they really should just write it out with Huso and then figure things out next season. Um, but that's my two cents for well, now. The one thing I will say about Bennington now whether this translates into him, you know, getting that job back and kind of grabbing the bull by the horns, he is a fighter. Yes. So I mean, we've kind of we've kind of seen that about him in his in, in his career so far. He's a bit of a battler, so you got to kind of hope maybe that kind of comes through a little bit here in regards to his play. And you know, he just kind of, hey, listen, the guy's going through a rough stretch, like plain and simple. I mean, the numbers are right there and for everybody to see, and it's not pretty, like it really isn't like to the point, like you're saying, who so really just taking this net here over the last little while. It, we both like, I know don't know that with, you could with, say that this is what would be happening if Huso wasn't playing so well either. Yeah, like agreed. It, like if, if Bennington was playing the way he was playing, but Huso simply wasn't playing that well, this situation yeah. wouldn't be happening. It would be Bennington all the way through. You'd write it out. But it's also because wouldn't be Huso playing so well that they felt compelled. That, okay, well, listen, we've got a viable plan B here that's going to get us some W's. And yeah. that's the most important thing yeah. to make it to the playoffs. Once you make it to the playoffs, so I think that's, again, unless Bennington finds it beforehand, um, it's, that's, what's going to be murky about this. It's going to be difficult because you're going to be, you're going to feel compelled. St. Louis is going to feel compelled to give, let's say they go into it and Bennington hasn't figured it out and then they go into the playoffs mm -hmm. and what they're going to want to do probably is make sure that they win the first, I I'm, I'm assuming, or when possibly the, like go into it saying, you know, mm -hmm. we'll do flip-flops. We'll do a uh, first game. Huso, second game Bennington. And then we'll see after that you're in the playoffs. Like, okay. like if you're not set by then. You're going to go off of one game like that's a big troublesome area. So it, I don't know. It, they got hopefully this gets figured it, out before the playoffs. It, and, you know, I'm going to echo those sentiments exactly. If they can get that goaltending figured out before the playoffs, this becomes a, a dangerous team in, in said playoffs. I mean, if they can get that yeah. figured yeah, out, that's, and that's settled yeah. because they have a good team. Oh, they yeah. really have a good team. And you know what? And listen. Bennington has been there with him. The, the guy, the guys won it. Yep. So, the one thing that yeah that they at least have going for them is they've been there, done that. True. They know what it takes. Yeah. So he he knows the way he's going to need to play to 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 be successful for this team. So, and, and I mean, at I, least I, he's I, been down that road, and he can kind of pull from that. I, now, again, does this all translate to what we, what the St. Louis Blues needs? And those are wins in the playoffs. Remains to be seen, yeah. but 
I mean, stranger things have happened too, right? They I get to the yeah, playoffs, things are right. going well for Bennington. They switch over to Huso and Huso goes around on a run. That's it. So, I mean, That's all it takes. It yeah, could exactly. Go any, it could it could go any which way, but you just got to figure that the team wants that kind of. I do think they have a bit of, of a secret weapon in Tarasenko. I do think he's got. He still has that chip on his shoulder that. I think he oh, yeah. feels he still has something to prove to everybody. The fact that nobody came for him, and I understand that was probably because more of the injury than anything else, but I think it also has yeah. something to do with, yeah. like, his numbers weren't that great. He, weren't, he wasn't seeing great things anymore. People hadn't seen him be that as great as he is leading up until this season, and there's so there was a few question marks. Will he be able to bounce back after the surgeries and all that kind of stuff? Um, and I do feel like that is a bit of a secret. Like, Tarasenko is an all-world player that can win you games, and I'm, I think he's proven that again this yeah. year, so... He's a game breaker. He is. I, I mean, so. that, that's the that's the type that's the type of guy, and and, and I, I kind of when I when I say he's in the same category as Ovi, what I mean by that is when he gets when he crosses that blue line, he can let a slapper go and <laughs> he can do damage from anywhere inside that blue line. Yes. So it, it to me it becomes when this guy gets onto the ice. He, you now have to know where where he is. So, to me, he becomes that kind of you know that 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 dangerous kind of player who can change the, the 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 game itself in one felt swoop, right? So, if I you mean, don't pay attention to Tarasenko and where he is on the ice, if he's getting away from you, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> pretty much, man. That's pretty not, much. That's how you I mean, he, St. Louis. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he has an office, but I mean. Um, he can put the puck he in the can, back of the exactly. net when he wants to. He, uh, yeah, he he doesn't have an. That's that's good. I would, that's a very good. I don't know why, but that's a really good quote. He may not have an office, but I would watch him anyway. Something like that. Well done, Mike. <laughs> um, Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Another team moving over to the Pacific, bud. Yeah, or, this, want, or is there somebody? Oh uh, no, no, I, I'm moving over to the Pacific because I I do think that this is this is a team that <clears throat> is it fair to say people love to love this team. Because I don't know anybody who doesn't love this team. That's Vegas. And we're talking about the night. We're talking about the yeah. nights. Yeah, um, like hey, ever I, since their I mean, in, their inaugural season, they it seems like the world's biggest boat that everyone's just jumping in on. It, or is it wagon? Ah, it's a wagon. That's what it is. <laughs> Listen, in regards to the, to that organization, the one thing that I on ice product aside, look, I mean, they yeah. they went to the cup uh, final in the first year. We've seen how successful they are. Any major player that's on a free agent market or is up for trade, they're in on. Like <laughs> it's an ex, it's exciting to be a Vegas fan. For me, the Big Daddy Topper is the way the organization uh, does the entertainment side of things. It is just second to none in regards to what they do. I mean, playoff matchups, right? You see uh, a couple of years back, they had the uh, uh, the thing going on with the Jets, and they'd have a, a, a huge kind of overture at the beginning of the of the show, uh, the the game itself, and it ju- it just makes for that much more of an exciting uh, atmosphere. And I mean, Christ, to pull something from your brother, he's gone to uh, at least one game down yeah. there, if not multiple. I'm not I'm not sure that, but at least one. Maybe uh, I know two. that when he's been down. De- I know that the literally the, the the building is when he says the building is rocking. It's a yeah. literal comment like he the ground is shaking underneath that building with so listen I'm, I'm a hockey fan first and foremost right like i have my i have my preferences and my players and teams and whatever but i'm a hockey fan first and foremost and even just watching 
uh, uh, one of their broadcasts on TV. You yeah. can feel that energy in there. So, hell, why wouldn't I want to go down there and check it out? And I mean, when you've got a, win- a winning team on the ice to boot right off the hop, I mean, there's not much more you can ask for, for as a Vegas fan. That's the thing. This team, and like fr- from a hockey's perspective too, like you can be a fan of the lights and sounds and all kinds of stuff. I mean, of, of course, Vegas is going to do that best. It's Vegas for God's sakes. Just actually shout out to Vegas for a, <laughs> at least not throwing Sinin down our throats at some point yet. So I appreciate the fact that that has not happened yet. So let's just keep that going. But aside from that, Vegas as a team is such a well-run system since their, their first year. They've always done very, very well with what they had. There's the, the royal line of uh, Marsha Show, Riley, and Carlson that never gets touched. Like that's the, it, it, yeah. I find that very bizarre, but also a very, in, in such a great way because that line yeah. will never be destroyed. And oh my God, all of them can step up at any given point. And that line is their saving grace. That's the, always their secret weapon is that line, in my opinion, anyways. But then you've got Patch Reddy and Stone who've hit some weird injury area in their careers. Both of them are in and out of the lineup constantly and it's really yeah. it, it's it you it should hurt this team more than it does but it really doesn't they've only lost 16 games they've won 27 it's because you've got all these other people like Stevenson and Marshall and Smith all stepping up and finding their groove like that's the thing they don't just step up and, and fill you know a couple of a uh, couple of goals and you're done no they get into a groove and then this this entire team just picks up right where they left off and Leonard obviously fighting his stuff and they're a hard team to to push off their game for too long. They'll go through some losing stretches because you can't go an entire season undefeated. It's just not going to happen. You're going to lose some games. That's fine. They never really feel... I never feel like you need to panic as a Vegas fan. It, it, they always seem in control of the situation. Well, I mean, look at how deep that team is, right? So kind of alluding to your point here, when do you ever have to worry? I mean... Okay, Okay. so maybe they, they have a tough stretch in regards to injuries, and maybe they lose four, five, six games straight. But, I mean, I, I don't think I'm, sure I'm, I'm, I'm outside the box. Well, I, I don't even think I'm outside the box in saying that. As a fan, even if you were to go through one of those losing streaks, Christ, all you got to do is go to NHL.com, look up the lineup, and say to yourself, okay, well, hey, this can't last for that much longer here. I figure mean, it out. There's just too much talent. There's just too much talent. I mean, if there's some injuries up front, they have a defensive core that, if need be, they can kind of shut it down a little bit. And it's kind of the reverse the other way around. If they have a couple of injuries on defense, I feel they're deep enough on their top six defense that they can weather one or two injuries. And then, as long as they're fairly healthy at the forward position, they can kind of you know, let that run and gun a little bit and kind of beat teams that way. It's it's another one of those teams where, well, I, I don't know if I want to go. You know what? I will put them in the same category as Colorado. When that, it, if everything kind of, I, I should probably preface that by saying, if everything works out and Eichel does fit in somewhat seamlessly and the injuries kind of end a little bit here, I, about I actually feel... Jesus. I actually, I actually feel that Vegas might be just a touch better defensively than Colorado. I don't know. I'd have to double check here and see what the actual goals against are for for both teams. But uh, I mean, thinking of a playoff series here between both teams, I don't know, man. I got to be thinking that Vegas here has got uh, 
has definitely got a, a say if, if they end up facing Colorado at some point here. Right now, if you look at it, goals for Colorado has the edge with roughly 20 goals, and they have two games in hand. But I don't, I don't okay. think that's a fair assessment of what uh, Vegas has kind of gone through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. and to a lesser degree, well, to some degree, Colorado has gone through it too. So, but I don't think you're wrong, though. I, I, think, I think you can have Vegas play... They can go toe to toe with Calgary. With Calgary, they could go toe to toe with Colorado. I think in the right yeah, atmosphere, so in the right momentum, and again with especially with Eichel in in there playing like Eichel can with Stone and Max Pacioretty. Like if the lineups are good and it's playoff stuff, I would not count Vegas out offensively. I think it, I think either. they can go right there with them, and and I and I don't think anyone would disagree with that either. Um, they've the whole season. So back in October, they had a four game losing streak. That's the worst they've done since then. They have not lost more than two games in a row. In fact, January was probably their worst month. Um, December, they were solid. They only had, they didn't lose two games in a row. Same thing in November. Um, so they, a bit of a skid lately and they've, they've actually lost a stone for a while and patch ready in that stretch. They both, they got them both back now. And again, there's, I don't know. I feel there's a, still a bit of chemistry needing to sort of so rest maybe or, or or something rest or chemistry that still needs to be ironed out. Lots of time, they're going to be fine uh, come playoff times, and all these players are going to be healthy and just again <laughs> a lot of fun to love this team. They're just really cool. Well, I mean, listen, if everybody's healthy on both sides, listen, I I don't think I'm. Uh, I'm going too far outside the box here when I say that. I think the the Knights may be deeper than than, than the Avalanche. <laughs> they got no, better. They got better goaltending. When, when you're going four lines and and three defensive pairings, I think if you look right up and down that that thing, I, I got to say I think the third and fourth lines for for Vegas might might be a be little a tad, deeper. But... I, I don't know. I, I mean. I think but, but, I think again, at this you point, I think you'd be We're, pulling at straws. It'd be it'd be really. I was just, just going to say based on feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I mean, we're, you know, we're de- we're definitely splitting hairs here for sure. I mean, splitting that would be hairs, one hell of a series. Yeah, Th- that that definitely be one hell of a series for sure. And I mean, let's you know, ah. let's see how it plays out. I great mean, hockey, Christ, regardless, it'd be great hockey. Well, <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see how Vegas goes here the rest of the year because you're getting a dead li- deadline acquisition in in Eichel. So. <laughs> I think it's just a, the only the only question they have is can he can he start to fit in there seamlessly and can he do it quick enough so that it, I think you so know, the playoffs just I think so too I mean I think you know, this is going to be amazing player, right so I think we're going to watch something really special when Eichel comes on um, I'm excited for it uh, I think the hockey is going to be next level and I, and I think it's going to be very unique moment it's going to look like he always belonged was always part of this team and that he never left and he's just going to walk right in there and things are going to look great i'm not to suggest that he's going to go on a points tear but it wouldn't surprise me either just because it's eichel and because it's vegas Um, but i do think he comes out of this thing or into this thing looking really really comfortable and at ease with everyone around and everyone around him is going to actually just benefit from from what he's going to do for that team so Look out! Everyone, keep loving Vegas. I don't think we're really saying anything new. Everybody, everybody likes Vegas. Now, now a surprise here in this division, and really, I didn't realize there were second. Dude, neither did I. Neither did I. I'm looking things up here over the weekend, and I'm like, what the hell 
are the LA Kings you, doing in second place you know what? Honestly, in the Pacific Division? The next three. Can we say the next three is a bit of a shock? Well, listen, I, 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 I don't think the Flames are a shock. Okay, I mean, less the Kings so. And yeah. The Kings and Ducks, the Kings and Ducks for sure. I still, in, and listen, I, I got a little biased with my prediction in regards to Calgary, but <laughs> I still feel really strongly in that team and, and what they can provide during oh, yeah. the playoffs. But, yeah. but with with LA and with Anaheim, oh. hey man, hey listen, talk about playing with house money. Ah, like, nice. I mean, I, I, good parlay there. I mean, dude, the Kings right now. I mean, it, but you know what? Both of them, both of them. These are teams that really had no business being where they are right now. Nope. Period. They've got similar squads too. They've got a, a well, except for yeah. maybe in nets. Although there's a bit of a similarity there, but I feel that yeah. they're kind of no one. We kind of expected quick to just sort of go away and Pedersen to take the the rain, and that is just simply not going to happen this season. <laughs> quick has just I mean shown that he's got too much can, left in the tank, so that's great. I think we can both agree. We both thought that these teams were at best going to be retooling, maybe even a little bit more still into that rebuild part, right? Yeah. So yeah. to Get see should have been traded and, by now, but you can't trade them now. Well, no, exactly. And and that's one question I wanted to bring forth to you. What do you do if you're these teams at the deadline? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because really like, you should be cashing in on what these players are supposed to yeah, give man. you back, but you're not going to. I, I just said, like, you, you can't trade. And it's true. You can't. You trade him now. Uh, you're sending a, a really bad look to the fans because you're you're in the playoffs. You're, you're And you might even contend. Like, Anaheim has done a great job. At, they've got the youth to a degree. It's not as great. I wouldn't even say it's as great as Los Angeles's youth. That as, uh, only in, in quantity, not in quality. In quality, I think Anaheim has got the edge in Terry and Zegras. But I think in quantity, you've got Los Angeles with Iafalo. Even honestly, even with what uh, Dino's brought, um, I know he's not necessarily the, the one of the younger ones, but what he's brought to that team is yeah. something extra special too, which I don't know that Anaheim has. Uh, and then there's uh, Kemp. He's out of Los Angeles too. Like he's another one. So Los Angeles has a bit more than Anaheim in that regard. But I think Anaheim has those two. I think what with Terry and Zegers, what can they can do is they can even now they could win you some games in the playoffs. I think it's just great to see this kind of stuff that you can have these young kids come in and sort of command a game, and they've got that moxie that they can bring it with them. But they could also fail like that, right? Like I, at any given moment, this this whole thing could be a rug could be pulled out from underneath them at any given moment, and everyone would go, "What? Well, okay, it's it's all right." Like it, it's kind of expected. I like what you mentioned, though, in regards to the moxie. I think you're exactly right when it comes to bo both these two teams. A little bit of swag, a little bit of moxie with both of them. Uh, in particular, Anaheim. Now, I know that kind of, you know, seems that it might might be a little bit biased with the whole Zegras thing. But look, <laughs> I mean, that 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 does kind of permeate a little bit throughout the yep. lineup, right? Like, I mean, yep. okay, maybe Terry isn't that type of guy, but it just it starts to offer that team a, a little bit more. Uh, you know, when, when they do get out there on the, the ice, you know, we can beat these teams. Like, yeah. I mean, 
Anaheim and the Kings, yes, they've got games that they've played uh, in or not in hand, but they've played more than uh, Calgary and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So that's still something that's to be seen here over the next little while. As a matter of fact, I, I do believe that either one of the Kings or the Ducks misses the playoffs because I still do feel uh, the Calgary, Calgary's and the Edmontons yeah. do make the playoffs. They've got a lot of games in hand on the Ducks in particular. Both Calgary and Edmonton have six games on the Ducks, five yeah. games on the Kings. And they're not exactly, uh, you know, uh, um, so far away in, in, in points or points percentage for that matter that neither yeah. one of these teams can catch them. But having said that, we're still going to give them the love that they deserve because, you know, yeah, they're you there. are arguably, arguably, well, you're arguably in the second half of the season. And I mean, you didn't even expect these guys to kind of be in these positions two months ago. These Let are, alone now. These are good. These are good records. These are good teams. These are good records. These are people that you can't just assume. Okay, let's say let's say it's it's a little bit different, and it, uh, the season plays out the way most people had predicted a little bit more. And instead of Los Angeles and Anaheim where they are, you got Calgary and Edmonton where they are. Sort of flip flop them. Well, fine, but you still can't snooze on these teams. These teams can still beat you. No. They're 24 and 16. They've beaten some of the best teams in the league. You can't just assume you're going to walk into their building or they're going to walk into yours and you're going to cakewalk them and you're going to fall asleep. That's not the case. You've got to come in every single night and and really give it your all against these kinds of teams. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like The record speaks for themselves. <laughs> And that's kind of where we're coming from when we say, like, you know, th- these guys are playing with house money because, hey, listen, uh, I mean, if you're management in L.A., and as a matter of fact, if you, okay, maybe not so much if you're a player because you're on the ice for, like, a 10-game losing streak, let's say, right? right. But let's say, and, and, if, and of course, yes, management wouldn't want to go through that. But let's hypothetically say either one of these teams does that yeah. and goes on an 8, 9, 10-game losing streak. Yeah. Okay. Like that's that that's the playing with house money part. You you yeah. you weren't supposed to be there. You weren't supposed to be there. So this is all gravy. Yeah. I mean, the longer these guys stay in the playoff race, even if they miss it, Marty, that's all experience for these kids. Absolutely. You're talking about Adrian. You're talking about Ayafalo and Adrian Kempe out in L.A. You're yeah. talking about uh, Terry and 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 Zegris in uh, in Anaheim. Hey, listen. Even if you don't make the playoffs, if they're playing You've meaningful games in mid March, oh, d- dude. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's, you're, you're, you're getting currency in a different way, right? Like you're getting nice. currency of, exp- of, of experience. So you're moving that into Beautiful. the following year. And, and, and now you're sitting there saying to yourself, Hey, listen, we expect a little bit of, of these guys to be able to push back. Let's yeah. say they're behind a couple of goals. Let's say Anaheim's behind a couple of goals here next year. Any, any given game, maybe they've got a little bit more of that moxie now to come out in them. And you know, they're going to, not only did they tie the game, they take it over and just that evolution of the team and the, the players on that team, the group itself. So, you know what? It makes Kudos the, to both teams. It, honestly, you should take a little bit of stock in this as a Habs fan and all Habs people. People should be looking at this and thinking to themselves, you know what, a rebuild doesn't take that as long as it used to anymore. If you do it the right way, you've got the right surroundings, you got the right coach, which I think goes a long friggin' way. A great coach that can work with kids and pull the best out of them and get into this mentality like, you know what, we got nothing to lose. How many times have we talked about this this year? That some of the most dangerous teams this year are the ones with nothing to lose because look at where they're at. I think if you've yes. got that, you know, there's some parallels with this and our league. Like Scott and Jason, as, as an example, could be the Los Angeles and Anaheims of our division or of, of our league, sorry, 
where they've got nothing to lose, but look at what they're done. Scott's already beaten Joel. Uh, Jason may actually surprise you or maybe not. <laughs> but the point is, is that you can never really count out a team that's got a lot of young kids because they all of a sudden like just come out of nowhere. I've seen Jay's team explode for points and Jay's team is nothing but young kids and they're exploding every once in a while. So it's really great to see that. And I wouldn't take Anaheim or Los Angeles uh, for granted if I was any team out there who who think to themselves that we're some of the best in the league. Well, if you're going to play Los Angeles, Anaheim, take a step back because uh, they'll surprise you. The future definitely looks bright for both organizations, yeah. bar none. Absolutely. And well, now, the last team, Calgary, like we had already mentioned, um, and and you know what, Marty, we will throw Edmonton in there too. Oh yeah, we're throwing Edmonton. In, yeah, we're throwing Edmonton in there, even though they are still they're ranked fifth in that division right now. Okay, uh, I, I, I we gotta we gotta put those guys in there because I still do think they have what it takes to get in. I, I really do. Yeah, and so... and, I, and I think and I think those games in hand. I think those games in hand are going to come Secret back. Weapon. Yeah, you gotta win them. You gotta win them. But I still think that they're going to get this job done. I really do. It's like we said a couple episodes ago, there's still hope, right? And that's the kind of thing that you need to lean on right now with this team. And uh, to give you a little bit extra hope is exactly what you just said. There's games in hand. That's a little bit more reason to sort of make you turn your head and lift your eyebrows and talk like this a little bit and go, hmm, maybe, maybe. And that's what you can do with Edmonton right now because, honestly, there's a lot of things that line up right for them. But I... I just still feel like they didn't address the actual issues, so there's no reason to get ahead of yourself. They can probably, yes, they, yes, they can. Absolutely, they can still make the playoffs and make some noise. But uh, I think I had, at the beginning of the season, I said this is the year they go all the way to the Cups or something like that. <laughs> I mean, you know what? If I, I honestly feel that Holland is going to get them a goaltender. God, I hope so. And if and, and 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 Marty, you know what? If if this guy can't get them a goaltender, like I don't have any insider information in regards to what this guy has or hasn't done behind the scenes, but I gotta think that if he wasn't able to get his hands on one, this guy would have tried everything in the book to be able to do that or to make that happen. Like I mean. Everything. I agree. I agree. But because I do think there's a lot to be said for what he said uh, in regards to when he did his little presser and got upset with everyone yep. and said that there was Good nothing farm. that he wasn't going to give up trades. He wasn't going to sell the farm to get a goalie. He wasn't going to do that. He believed that the the answer was in that dressing room. I feel like that tells me that management told him you are not making any moves. You are not taking on more money. So do what you got to do if you have to, but you cannot take on more money. You can't make it work in any, so forget it. So the second, and you're not getting rid of our prospects. So the second he was told that by management, he knew exactly what he had to do. He had to put faith in what was there because that's all he's got. Give a little bit of hope and see what happens. He was able to finagle Kane because he didn't really take on any extra money. It cost him nothing, right, to get Kane. So that kind of plays into that theory. So I think that's where we're at. He was told that. 
That that might be the. I mean, I think everybody was waiting for the goaltending to kind of be a bit of that galvanizing move. And as much as it pains me to say it about Evander Kane, uh-huh. I'm wondering if that is that. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. It, it, it does. It looks like he's having trouble getting his hands on a goalie. So of course he makes the move for Kane. Yeah. And look, the the the, the early returns are are promising. Uh, you know, we all know how I feel about this guy. I don't think he should be in the league. No. That's just me. But the on-ice product is certainly positive so far for Edmonton. And maybe, oddly enough, maybe that is the galvanizing move that, that brings this group together. Because, you know Mike, what? Mike, I'm like, going to help, I'm gonna help mean, you out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go further than that. I'm going to say that you were the, the galvanizing moments. You create, sorry, you didn't necessarily create it, but you pointed it out enough to put it out there into the cosmos, into the world for all of us to enjoy when you suggested several episodes ago that their victory over Calgary was the turning point for their season. When you mentioned I that I still think it is. When and 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 when you mentioned that I think it put it out there in, in into the into the world, into the cosmos like I said, <laughs> and made it <laughs> willed it to be true because since then they've been exactly that. They've they've got that one By the way, we're into the oily habs now just in case our fans haven't noticed yet. Um <laughs> The they haven't they've won I think it's sorry in the last six games since then they've only had the one OT loss to uh, to Ottawa uh, but in that stretch they actually scored I think it was I think I wrote it down here it was 26 goals over that stretch but more importantly they only allowed 14 so that's a two goals per game to a four goals per game differential which is awesome and how they started the season right like that's really how they came out of the season. If you can if you can keep a four goals for and a two goals against the rest of the way, obviously that's what you hope to do. If you can find some consistency with that, then you've turned hope into reality, and this is the team that we're looking at going into the playoffs, which is amazing. Still don't have faith in the goaltending, but I do believe that this is a better team that they were before Kane. Not to pump Kane too much. But I think I'm going to take it a, fur, a bit further than that. I think the, the defining moment wasn't Kane. The defining moment was that game against Calgary. I mean, listen, I have to agree with you. I mean, I made the point, and I, I still stick by it. In in regards to the Kane thing, I just I, I think that was kind of that little bit of a shot in the arm, perhaps that that they needed, or or you know, to a certain extent, it's it's basically management kind of saying, look, I, I mean, we know it's been a rough go here. We know it's been a bit of a tough, uh, you know, couple of months, month and a half here, and we're gonna kind of throw you a, a little bit of a bone here. We know you're better than that, but you know, a little injection of some uh, you know some skill, which Kane obviously brings yeah. uh, you know is, is, is definitely going to help out but yes to go back to that Calgary game I mean at, the, at that present moment in time right things were so bloody toxic we've talked about it before on on, on the podcast it was so bloody toxic I mean when when are you going to have a galvanizing moment for your your team and your squad I mean it has to happen uh, at some point and why not at that point divisional rival uh, geographical rival and 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 if I'm not mistaken, they came back from be, from behind in that game. So, listen, it, it was just needed. I mean, it just so happened that it had all of those other intangibles to it. But they just needed that win. They yeah. needed a win. And and the way it happened and who it happened against and, and at the, the timing Koskinen of it. Koskinen having some big saves all, in that game, too. That was like, it was a bit of everything hey, that they really needed. That locker room needed that win. Absolutely, and, and I mean, look at what look at what's happened ever since, right? And I, listen, I mean, yeah. they haven't been world beaters or anything like that. But I don't, you know, 
They needed to I get themselves out of a I, funk. They didn't need to be world beaters. They just needed to beat their own well, demons, yeah. which I think they did with that. And, and and you're looking at them winning. And listen, they they're the type of team, obviously, that can win these games. You know, seven to five and whatever. But I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, they had a couple of good defensive games there. I mean, look, they're not uh, shutting out teams left, right, and center. But you're you're still getting some sort of decent defensive play out of this team. Which as an if you're an Edmonton fan, I think that's all you're kind of really asking for is just not this constant, constant running gun where, you know, you're giving up so many chances and McDavid and Dreisaitl are having to be those players that are scoring like two and three points a game. We know they can do it. That, that's not the point. The point is to have, you know, be making sure that they don't have to. I feel I feel there's game. a bit of accountability that has hit this team that wasn't there before. Hopefully, again, if if we're looking at Edmonton potentially turning a corner, you look at what's happened recently and and a little bit before that to sort of suggest maybe there's a turning point. Well, before that, they had a stretch where they allowed three or more, actually four or more goals for one, two, three, four, four games in a row, and then they seemed to really cinch it up, and then it was just three and twos the rest of the way. Um, even the game they lost, they technically only allowed two goals. So they were defensively playing better. Um, maybe Koskinen has, has, was really starting to figure it out a little bit better too. But again, most importantly, they were they they seem to be playing with more of what they had at the beginning of the season, where you're not going to beat us down and we're going to stay down. We're going to keep coming back if we have to, and we'll figure out a way. Defensively, they tightened it up, and then offensively, they just never gave up. That's a good philosophy. That's a good um, um, mix of, of two things that you need to, to win games for the rest of the year because this is how they have to be now for the rest of the year. They can't come out of the all-star break flat. They need to come out strong the same way they went into it, and they need to ride that out. Otherwise, yeah, it's a different story. Well, I mean, they, they seem to rally around each other, right? A little bit here over the past couple of yeah. weeks, so yeah. which which is nice to see, and and that's part of that galvanizing kind of aspect, right? So, listen, all, all the best to them. They're they're right there. I mean, it's not like they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Nope. It's just, yeah, I, I think that that kind of word you used a minute ago, cinching things up a little bit. I think that that just on an overall needs to happen a little bit yeah. here in the second half of the season. Just again, so you don't have to win the game six yeah. to four, six three. Uh, Seven five, like you know, when you get to the playoffs, these we all know how it's going to be, and McDavid and Drysider, they're going to get the tightest checking of basically any duo in the league. Yep. So you you have to compensate for that when you get to playoff time, so that if they don't have the type of games that you've become accustomed to, that you can still win that hockey game. And I've seen a little bit, of, like we're saying, I've seen a little bit of that out of the Oilers here over the past little bit, which is quite encouraging moving forward here and, you know, striving for the playoff spot that in all reality they should have always been in. Yeah, exactly. And I think going forward now, you don't, <laughs> I, if there is a plan that you've rolled with over these last six games, that's your Bible. <laughs> don't. Don't change it now. <laughs> this is the one. This is like, I mean, you're out of time in terms of trying to figure the things out. You're on the back end of this thing. It means you need to hurry up. You're you're done testing things out. This is this is your playbook now. You gotta roll with it, ride or die now. So best of luck. <laughs> 
Hey, man, it looks like they're doing all right so far. So we'll see how it kind of comes out here in the second half of the season. But so far, so good going into the break. Is uh, is there a second half of the season for the Canadians? Do we even bother talking about them anymore? <laughs> Ooh, I, I think if it was up to a lot of Habs fan, we would kind of like fast forward the second <laughs> half here and get right to uh, possibly the draft. Actually, the lottery to see where we would be. Do you think we're going to get go blamed for this shitty season for them? It's our first podcast season and it's their, they're about to rebuild. Is that our is that our bad? You know what? <laughs> I'm not really thinking about it much, bud. Not thinking about it much. Just try, trying to kind of move on. Try forward you know hey listen listen season from hell continues like you know what i mean hey and 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 the one thing i will say and and as a habs fan like i mean man the the losses are piling up like at a rate unseen in montreal and in in a quite some time here so it 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 is it is just like one (laughs) after the other after the other now look whether whether he was supposed to be there or not as a habs fan i'm certainly happy seeing nick suzuki there rubbing shoulders with some of these guys you know, obviously he's talking with Bergeron. I saw that as well. So, hey, listen, any little, uh, you know, pixie dust that he can get off these guys, we'll take. Uh, obviously, it's not going to do us any good in the standings this year. But, hey, it is what it is. And and if, and the one thing that I, that I certainly hope through this All-Star game for him is, it, it, look, he's a smart kid. He knows that this is going to be a tough run coming up here, right? So mm-hmm. he, he's going to have to navigate you know, his way through this rebuild with, with the team and through the second half here, I, I would assume it's, I, I, oh, very hard to say. God. I wasn't expecting to say this, but the, 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 I mean, this second half could be even worse than the first, right? <laughs> like, I mean, they're going to be getting rid, they're going to be getting rid of some players here and yes. this just could be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> mo- moving on from that, like, I mean, the one thing I will say, and and maybe I'm repeating myself a little bit with the hiring of Hughes and, and you know, Gorton coming in here, I just feel like these two gentlemen are really going to instill a, a positive yeah. and, and a, the culture that needs to be there moving forward. So, look, there's not a lot to really hang our hat in in, in regards to on-ice play, but in regards to the, to the management side of things, certainly hope that, you know, Beauty. they continue yeah. to kind of... Put, put their stamp onto the team and, and move forward here with that. So, listen, folks, uh, the draft is a few months away here yet. So, buckle up for the second half. Man, I honestly, I hadn't even, just cause, because why would I? But uh, I hadn't looked at their team stats at all. Uh, and I just did. And, uh, and dude, get, it's, not, it's not pretty, yeah, man. Guess how many players so, have ten, at least 10 goals uh, halfway through the season? Guess how many players have at least 10 goals on that team? zero you know what if i'm not mistaken, i was just gonna it's say it. i believe i believe it's zero and i think if i'm not mistaken i think like josh anderson's maybe at like eight josh is it like anderson. eight or seven so anderson's seven, at eight anderson's at nine uh to foley's oh, at nine a... and, and suzuki's okay. at nine um but <laughs> See, uh goes goes to show you how much i'm keeping an eye on my own team <laughs> yeah. eh, wow why would you <laughs> This is a well. This is a sinking ship a long time ago, dude. Dude, you look at you look at what you're looking at right now there, and I'm sure you're on NHL.com or something checking out the 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 stats for the team and everything. Oh, hey, listen, you look at if you look at that thing, it looks like an absolute full team of guys having like disappointing like all of them, like everybody. (laughs) There isn't one guy. Like usually on a brutal team, you'll have one guy that's having a decent year, maybe pushing a point a game pace. Nothing. Nothing. No. Not this. This, Now, this is this is the benefit. This is the silver lining for the folks who have to sit through a a Habs section of the Oily Habs 
uh, of our of our podcast because I know I've talked to a couple of fans who are like, listen, that's enough with the Habs because <laughs> it's it's you know what? Go look at the the stat sheets for the Habs and enjoy. Because for as many like it Habs, tells the story, man. That's right. It tells ma- it tells the story. There are a lot of Habs fans in the world, hundred percent. But it seems there's just as many people who loathe the Montreal Canadiens. So all of you fans, go ahead, have a look. The highest saving percentage on that team is Mr. Jake Allen at 901. That's the highest, and they've had four goalies. <laughs> there are some entertaining stats on there, guys. Go have some fun. <laughs> yeah, and and well, I mean, if you're a Habs fan, I don't know how much fun you're going to get out of looking at those stats. No, but... I'm talking about the rest of us. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, but the future, the future will is be bright. I, I, it will it, be bright. It, it is not be. right now. It will be. But it, I honestly do think that there's a lot of optimism for this team based, like you said, solely on the management team. So that, you know what, put your hat on well, that and sit back and relax for a year or two and then come back. And we'll, 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 we'll go out on a positive note on that. Yes. That Okay, that's right. So at the end of the day, oh, I just did it, man. Why? Oh, oh, sorry. Right. Another sip. Another another yeah. sip. Sip of water. <laughs> it's all right. One of these days, it's going to be alcohol, oh, and we're going to be done. Be we're going to be yeah. done by the end of the episode. Well, yeah, we'll mention so, this right after the Beauties and Beasts. We'll mention it a little bit more. What <laughs> our ideas? <laughs> See if people are into it. So yeah, the Beauties and the Beasts. Now, because we didn't have that much hockey, and also because of my just for me personally, it was just the way I was feeling. Uh, I didn't look for players. I looked for moments, um, and I th- and I think you ended up doing the same thing, Mike. Am I am I right? In yes, I did. That? Yes, I did. Okay. Yep. Yep. So um, I guess I'll start with I'll start. So with, with nothing to choose for games, like I said, uh, but I'm going to go with the beauty from the All Star Weekend that is Claude Giroux. Um, I'm very happy that he won it because Claude Giroux gives me Ray Bork vibes, um, and, and I, I say that because. I've never known anybody to dislike Claude Giroux or his game or suggest that maybe he's overpaid. I know, I know there's some Philadelphia Flyers fans that would probably say that right now this year and maybe a couple of years in the past when he's had down years. But I think overall, Philly loves Claude Giroux and that's great. And it was it's in the similar sense that you would say that about Roy or Roy, Ray Bork. And I'm not trying to compare... Um, uh, uh, careers or anything like that. I think Ray Bork is a different class than Claude Giroux. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying Ray Bork vibes and that you want to see him succeed. You want Claude Giroux to be given an opportunity to play potentially on a better team, definitely a better team now, to give him that chance at, at winning a Stanley Cup. I think everybody kind of left the All-Star weekend seeing that he won MVP and sort of feeling that like, you know what? He deserves to be on the better team. He deserves to be on the Rangers or a Rockies or even a Toronto Maple Leafs team that could actually do something with his career. And how much fun would it would it be for him to play, let's say, in Toronto, but not just Toronto. Yeah. Like I think honestly, him in in Colorado makes it emotional sense. <laughs> it may not yeah. make it may not make financial sense or good trade sense, but I think I think I would like as a hockey fan. I think I would like to see him there. But I could say the okay. same thing about the Rangers and, and the Leafs. Um, I just want to see him go to a team to do a little bit better. So that, you know, for me, that was the beauty. It made, it made me look at Kojo a little bit differently. And I'm like, you know what? Now I'm rooting for you, bud. Well, I mean, look, he, guy from the area, right? So, I mean, we kind of, we're kind of a little bit biased that way, too. You yeah. know, it comes from uh, um, Hearst. Not, I believe he's it, from oh, Hearst, Hearst, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. 
Anyway, I mean, look, one of the good guys, right? And and then he's that type of guy where, you know, he gets drafted to Philadelphia, and isn't it almost a perfect match, right? Like he like he almost embodies that kind of that kind of player that they like over there. You know what I mean? Rough and tumble a little bit. True. I mean, he gave Crosby he gave Crosby's wrist the business yeah. for for playoffs on end. And, and and you know what? I I agree with you wholeheartedly in regards to I would love to see him traded just yeah. so he could you know could, can make the, the the goal for the cup and, and whatnot. Um, one scenario that I actually I know you kind of shot out a couple of trade uh, scenarios there. One that kind of really got me was um, I was reading I can't remember if it was over Twitter or not the other day um i'm reading him uh uh into the boston lineup on a second line with pasternak and hall could you imagine whoa oh my God, bud. yeah i know i know that's the only reason why i mentioned it, it kind of hit wow. me that way too i'm like holy fuck i mean that 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 to me seems that's... like one hell of a second line to... i know i know not but bad I mean, you know you're still keeping <laughs> you're still keeping pasternak off the first line and onto the second but i still do think that that does give him a little bit more balance out there in Boston, but listen, I I won't uh, I won't go too much into a uh, Claude Giroux in Boston scenario. But what I will say about him is Sexy. great player. He's gonna he, well, he's gonna be that type of guy. I think that's you know like you're saying too with the Rangers or if he does go to a Colorado, like he's gonna be that guy that fits in on one of those top teams. He's gonna fit in there. Okay, yeah. if it's a third, uh, well, I don't know if I'd go as far as third line, but no. he'll fit in on a second line perfectly, yeah. just about anywhere yep. so you know what i mean and it'll be it'll him. be instant success that's the great thing about claude drew is that he's, he's had so talent too. his entire career he's a very talented hockey player i think he's just been he's had the misfortune of being around for a couple of attempts at some rebuilds and then whatever the fuck this season is i'm not calling this season yeah. a rebuild um so i think if you get if you get him around next level talent all world talent people who are yeah kind of at his status or where he was maybe 10 years ago whatever um i think you're going to see something really magical with claude Giroux. like put him with panarin or put him with hall and pasternak like right now i'm thinking about that and that is that well, is sexy you know what and, and and it's kind of what we're talking about you, you know with every trade deadline you know you're always worried okay you know, uh, we're committed to going out and getting a guy, okay? The worry is always, is he going to fit in with this group? Yeah. And it just, you know, like, like we're talking about here, at nauseum almost, <laughs> I mean, Giroux's that type of guy. He's yeah. just, he's going to fit. You, you don't have to worry about him fitting in. It's almost like he'll just, he'll meld himself to whatever's going on, right? Yeah. And as as a, as a management member, it, that's why I'm saying, I, I think this guy could be a little bit of a catch for any team that gets their hands on him uh, for the yeah. stretch run here because you're you're just getting a guy that can kind of do it all. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to bury uh, uh, your uh, your next uh, oh, yeah, uh, beast, beast here beast. with all the Giroux <laughs> talk, but you, but you go ahead, man. You go ahead with your, your beast. No, there. but it's true. Like, he deserves... Honestly, I just feel like Giroud deserves a little bit of a little little moment. That's why I put him as my beauty because it was nice to see that he got something out of the NHL weekend. Sort of yeah. came out of nowhere, and I didn't necessarily assume that oh, Giroud's you know he's got a great chance of MVP. But I mean, who knows? Because that at the end of the day, this is my friggin' beast. Is I cannot stand this format, everything about it. Oh my goodness, this this whole All Star game itself, like like I I really miss what it used to be, and that it's at this point now it's it. It's gotten so diluted, and I know I've talked about it last week, but like this particular time, I'm looking at I'm looking at the game itself, and it was three games, each one of them one period. I know I don't know if you guys know this, if you did watch or not. I don't think 
the numbers were great. Um, but anyway, so it's Metro versus Pacific, then Atlantic versus Central. For each, they each play one period. And then the third period uh, is the winners of those two. And I mean, what the fuck? What, why are we doing this? Why? What? What is this format? Like, if you watch any bit, I watched a little bit of the highlights, never even thought about watching the game. And no one looks like they're like Giroud made a sweet move. Absolutely. It's because the defender wasn't trying. He was smiling. It was Pacioretty that was on him. He was smiling the whole time. And um, uh, what's this? I don't remember that a goalie didn't. I, I, I don't think he even really shifted. And nobody's trying. Nobody cares. Nobody's everyone's just laughing and it's having a good time. That's great. But it's like I'm like we're paying a lot of or the NHL or whatever. There's so much money being thrown at this thing for just a bunch of guys to, you know, jerk around and, and, and just treat it like it's it's a it's a clown show, basically. That's what it feels like. Well, I, I certainly agree with you that there's definitely some things that have to change. First and foremost, the actual all stars of that particular season <laughs> that need to be there, <laughs> and and you need and you need to quit the participation badge. <laughs> Suzuki, a guy like Suzuki, shouldn't be there, and and that's just the way it is. The team's not good. The team's rebuilding. It, it is what it is, man. Like, like there's other people that deserve to be adults. there. I also, I also think that it needs to go back to a Western Conference, Eastern Conference yes. kind of format that's where it. there's an actual three period game. And I'm gonna and and, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm watching. I, I did watch some of the game. I, I didn't tune in from start to finish, but I did watch uh, uh, bits and pieces of it. And the one thing that struck me, and I and I can't remember it per verbatim, but it went something to the extent. And you'd hear the broadcaster saying it. Every actually, I think it was Kevin Bieksa who was on ice level. Uh, he was mentioning it uh, a couple times, and it it went something to the extent of they're they're sneakily trying to play well. And I'm like, okay, so like what? He, they're sneakily trying to trying to uh, to play uh, well. What the hell like is that supposed every, to mean? What are, <laughs> well, well, here, here's, what am I doing with that I as a fan? <laughs> well, and 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 that's the thing that I didn't like about it is you got uh, the Metropolitan won the the the, yeah. the tournament itself, right? Yeah. And from what I understand, they were putting a little bit more oomph into the game than maybe the other teams were. Like everybody was a little bit more loose, but they were trying to quietly or sneakily. I I, I wish I could remember the actual word, Marty. But anyway, the, the the point the point that I'm trying to get across is if you're sneakily trying to play good because there's this one million dollar prize pool up and and listen it just has to end like yeah get get the actual all-stars that are supposed to be there there if they don't want to go replace them with somebody else who deserves to be there not somebody who uh oh we have to pick somebody from montreal because nobody from montreal is there yet that's no done and all that so Get the get them get the all stars that are supposed to be there and go back to a Western and Eastern Conference format. And I'm not look, and I'm not saying that's going to make this game this great super event. I'm just saying make it a little bit like cut cut it, a little well, bit of the the garbage out. Yeah, it gives a little bit more. It gives a little credence back to the event for one. So yeah, and I'm happy yeah. you said that because I I think you I think you make these changes as a league, and it's a five year plan because. You've done so much damage for so many years to this event. This doesn't happen overnight now. You got to win these. Like, you and I are diehard hockey fans, and we both just finished saying how we didn't even think of watching the All Star weekend. We didn't. It's a break to us. That's it. You want to know why? Yeah. Because we know that even the real players, the real All Stars of the league, are doing exactly the same thing. They're not going. 
They don't care. Marsha said it himself. O Ovi may have actually faked a COVID. And you know what? If it costs him one uh, regular season game, they'll take it because they'd rather that yes. than risk him being in the All-Star game and getting hurt doing something stupid that nobody even cares about anymore. Look at the, this is the state of the All-Star thing. So I, I, today I, I put it as my beast because I saw, I, I forgot because this is how much I care about the All-Star game because I know they've been doing this since 2016, but the format of the friggin game itself where there's three different periods and essentially three different tournaments and you know i caught Giroud's goal because they're like oh what a beauty move no it's not it was it was a nice deke at the last second but nothing about it seemed impressive just because we all know no one's trying like he probably had a conversation out, yeah. with the goalie yeah. say hey listen i'm going to be doing this so you know just don't poke check me there you go it's done there's, so there's no effort there i don't give a at all like it's just it's uh, so, yeah, I have a five-year plan because that's the only way you get out of this mess. Well, I mean, you know, like on an entertainment value, like I, I, did, I did like some of the things that they did. Again, I didn't really watch the skills competition either. Like I took in a little snippet here and there. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, it certainly seemed like it was fairly entertaining and they kind of, you know. The skill uh, stuff. Put, 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 yeah, they, they, yeah, they put it, you know, they really built it around kind of being in Vegas and they did some different things, which actually worked. It wasn't too, too bad. But just to give it a little bit more kind of credence for me. And again, this, and you know what, this may be something that we're just, we have a preference of a certain type of all-star game true. because we're used to that. And that, and that could, could be, be a couple it. of grumpy you, old You know what I mean? That's true. That could be a couple, we could be, but at the end of the day, I just find it offers a little bit more credence to the game. And, you know, someone like yourself or myself, kind of those diehard fans will, Hey, listen, maybe we're not going to tune in from start to finish, but we'll watch a little bit of it. You know what I mean? So I get they, the impression they the all-star weekend is weekend is really good for people who are physically there and no one else. Yeah. That's, that's the impression I get. Well, I'm getting a, um, the impression I'm getting is it's really kind of family oriented now too, yeah. right? Not like it wasn't yeah. before, but it's certainly more and more, more every so. year. So, yeah. I mean, look, we can we can certainly sit here and 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 bark about a lot of stuff about the All Star Game, but I mean, they do need to change some things, I think, uh, moving forward to to make this better. But you know, o overall. I suppose, especially if you're a younger individual, uh, you're certainly getting uh, 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 some entertainment value, especially out of the youth that's been here, right? Now, that kind of leads a little bit into my my uh, beauties here for uh, for this week, and that is the youth that was served at the All-Star Game. I mean, you've got guys like Zegris doing his thing and, you know, making these breakaway challenge moves and blindfolded and the whole bit. And, and look, it, I, I loved it. I mean... I, I I love seeing all the, 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 the new skills. I mean, Jack Hughes, uh, again, maybe it wasn't so much a skill, but, you know, the entertainment value was there for sure. And he played really well in the, the actual game too. So, I mean, one thing that you can kind of take away a little bit from uh, or something positive from the game itself, uh, or really the weekend in general, is that, you know, youth is certainly uh, uh, making their mark in our game today. Not like we didn't know that already, but, you know, it kind of a... a a uh, calling out, if you will, here at the All-Star Game with some of this stuff. So, yeah. you know, t prop, props to them. I mean, you know, these are really young kids and, you know, they're, they're, they're doing some really special things here. And, I mean, the, you, get, you do have to figure to a certain extent here, the game is kind of changing a little bit in front of our eyes, right? Like, I mean, it's, uh, 
It's not, it's, it's however I can get that puck in the net and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And there may be some things that you and I are, you know, we're seeing for the first time and seeing different things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible and it's amazing. And, you know, we talk about it for weeks on end. Like, I mean, there's kids that are still going to be talking about what happened in that breakaway challenge, you know, a month from now, two months from now. So, so you know what, it grows the game and that's, and as a hockey fan, that's what you want. And I guess that's the most important thing. There are some things potentially. Well, I mean, there are, you know, there's some guys that certainly, Tortorella, <laughs> that uh, think that uh, things things are going a little bit too fast. But look, it, the, the game is what it is. It's yeah. a fast game. It's a young game. And, you know, it, I, I love the game. I, I think it's in a great place. And uh, I thought, you know, some of the youth that we did see at the All-Star game was, uh, you know, waiting in the wings for quite some time here. And now you're just able to see it. And you're right. Scale. I think the entertaining values of it that are quite frankly lost on me um are entertaining to the younger yeah, me too. Uh, generations and that i guess from yeah. a pr perspective of course that makes sense that is what you want i'm out of the demographic like we you and i are out of the demographic oh, me too. we're yeah. not the ones that tv yeah. executives want to appease anymore We've been out of that game for a couple of years. At least not with that game. No. At least not. Yeah, at least That's not right. with that game in that weekend. But so. um, I think there's a, a now, comfortable balance there between the two where you stop, like you had mentioned before, a, a good uh, nickname for it. You stop giving the participation medal uh, attempt at getting uh, each player well, from each te- or one player from each team kind of thing. I think you get away from that, and that's the compromise. You just keep it. I, I don't think anyone would disagree that, no, we want to see the real All-Stars. We don't want this just because you're on a team, NHL team, you get to go to the All-Star game kind of bullshit. So I think if you take care of that, then you start to see people like you and I will even potentially come back and start watching again. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just a fine tweaking of it, really. And look, I, I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll and I, I don't th- I'll speak for you too, and I don't think I'm uh, I'm going too far uh, out of the box here, but um, you know, it's we're never going to sit there and watch a full All Star game. I mean, up, uh, I, I just it, it's you know it's I you know what I mean. Like I may I may tune in here and there and stuff like that, but I mean it's just it, it it's you know we we, we want to watch something a little yeah. bit different. We want to watch kind of the, the meat and potatoes of yeah. it anymore. So hey, listen, it is what it is. It's an event anymore and, and it, as long as it's kind of growing the game, I've got no problem with whatever they whatever they want to do other than I think that you literally do have to completely get yeah. rid of the uh, participation medal. Uh you certainly got to get rid of that going forward for sure, for sure. Um uh, should I go to the beast here, should, big guy? Uh yeah, I mean, sorry. It, it's a do it, it's a bit of a doozy, oh, man. Oh, it's yes. a bit of a doozy. I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure you're going to have a couple of things to say about this. So, my beast for the week, and it was a pretty easy one here, guys. Pretty straightforward. Rocky Wirtz, uh, the gentleman who is, I believe, the CEO and uh, the guy who owns the team out there in Chicago. Now, I'm sure most any any true hockey fan, I'm sure, has seen the uh, the clips. I don't know how tone deaf you have to be to conduct yourself in a manner after what your organization failed to do to protect one of your former players. This guy comes out and is just so far gone in regards to what he could have done in that town hall meeting. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, uh, the podium here in a second, Marty. All I have to say is he could I know what he tried to say. He was wanting to try to say, listen, 
We've made mistakes in the past. We are now moving forward. We're trying to look forward. I mean, th there was going to be other questions after that anyway, but I, I get where he was trying to go. But man, oh man, like you can't miss the mark more than you did with that reporter. It's just like you, if I'm Danny Wirtz, and, and that was the, 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 uh, his son who tried to interject at one point during that, that town hall press conference, and his father just gave him the talk to the hand. I mean, the sit down, son. That's what he gave him. He gave him the sit down, son. He, he, yeah. And if I'm the son, if I'm Danny Wirtz, and I, he's high up in the management uh, uh, side of things in Chicago as well, I, I'm, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Marty. I go over to my father, and I don't care how hard the dis discussion is. You are no longer involved in day-to-day -day operations or in any kind of way in a public manner with this team. You need to go away. And he does, Marty. He does. He needs to go away because he just set that whole... Uh, period of like, listen, since yeah. Beach came out, they've been having to work that organization and get to a better place ever since he said the words that he said and he went on TV. And by by the words that he used the other day in that town hall meeting, you just set it back to not only that period of time, but even <laughs> for like, any you, good, you completely you did set everything do, that we've already few and far between, but absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'll give you the podium here, but. What what an absolute shit show in regards to a town hall that this guy started that thing off with. Just I I I don't have much more to say other than I was pretty flabbergasted when I I saw the the town hall and saw the clip itself. I just I, I don't quite well, know what to say. Honestly, for me, it's I'm not going to say much because I I think it, it kind of speaks for itself. Um, but I, I'll talk I'll talk about a couple of different things. One of them, um, I I I I get the idea that. Um, we are still answering this question midway through the season. Um, I, I get that. That sorry, I don't want to say that I get it because I, because at the end I know better than this. But I get what he's what he's what he's feeling emotionally. He's feeling exhausted by it. Yeah. Um, I get that. I, I get that sure you feel exhausted by the questions. Um, you selfish prick. But guess who else is exhausted with the memories? Okay, that's what you need to understand Jeez. that you don't get that luxury anymore. You were part or your organizations had has was a big part of this young man's rest of his life. Horrible journey. So you don't get to be annoyed with the question at any given point. You may actually feel annoyed by it, but you don't get to do what you just fucking did because it's nothing compared to what he's going through and others around who have been in a similar situation. So you don't have that luxury anymore. And the fact that it needs to be talked about is absurd. And that's exactly why, Mike, you're right. He, he's, you're out. Get away from this organization. Get out of the public eye with it. You are no longer involved in anything because you don't have better judgment or better common sense to know that you're bit of like ah oh, stop asking me this question is not valid at any point <laughs> so and i'm not laughing because it's um a funny situation i'm laughing because of the absurd the absurdity that you think you it can is. act like that that's to me i always find the absurd hilarious and in that moment your absurd hilarious reaction makes me want to giggle because how can you possibly be this dense 
And, and, and the shocking part about this is, and Marty, you, you're going to know this just as well as anybody else. Every last one of these professional teams, whether it's football, hockey, pick whatever sport you want. There is a massive PR department that is part of these organizations. And I'm going to tell you something. Before that family went on, out onto that stage, they were coached as to what to say and how to handle those questions. So we all know that the old man completely and utterly went yeah. rogue during that town hall meeting. And to, 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 to allude to what Marty was saying, you know what? I get it. Like, and, and sorry, you know what? I, I will, it's hard I will to say that the same as you. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it yeah. because I, exactly, exactly. I can, I can understand where emotionally he's completely mm -hmm. drained. I get that. But you go right back to what you said. Yeah. What about the kid? What about Kyle listen, Beach? There's an element, there's an element to Beach? this that I can, I can actually sympathize with the organization uh, of people who had literally nothing to do with it. And I don't, I, I don't think he had necessarily, mm -hmm. he was around, right? Was he made, was he one of the people who was aware of the moment and he was the one who was like, you know what, we're going to shove it under a rug and move on? I don't remember his name coming out with that. I, I, I can't remember if Rocky himself was privy to the, that information of what Kyle Beach yeah. was going through uh, at, that, at that present moment. Okay, so what, but, so what I'm mean, getting listen, at, basically, uh, whether, whether whether he whether he is or isn't, right? That's he it, owns exactly. The team. Yeah. So so there's an element so, there that you need to understand that. You, listen, you're the face of this team in that moment. You need to know better than to react like that. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is there is a place where I can understand people who are just like an intern or a PR person who like just got hired last year, and yeah. now all of a sudden you have to answer all these questions. I do understand that the yeah. whole thing is emotionally draining as a person not involved in it. And it, 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 it puts a lot on you because that's a, that's a very emotional subject. There could be personal attachments to the subject that are unrelated to the team that every time somebody asks that question, it pulls you back into it, unbeknownst to the person asking the question, yeah. of course. But, that, but that, that's in that moment still not okay to act like that. You still don't get to act like you're bothered by the question because you're not allowed he, to be bothered just, by the question. It's the it's it's this this kid's that, life, the rest of his life. The least you can do is answer the question with compassion. That that's the very least you can do. I'm not saying and and at the I will say at the end of the day. <laughs> he what we're trying to say is he He's allowed to feel emotionally yeah. drained because of what's going on. It's That's not topic. the issue, but you cannot, but you can't answer that question with the emotional response. You need to answer That's it with more respect say there. That's, for the victim. Yeah, absolutely. You, you have to answer that with a lot more decorum because of one, what went on and because of who you are. And, and, and what place you sit in, what chair you sit in, in regards to this situation. You and your family have owned that team for decades. Decades. So, listen, regardless of whether you did, didn't doesn't know, it, it, it all doesn't matter. In that moment, in that moment, he had the opportunity to basically say, he could have said it any way he wanted, but to basically say, we made a mistake 
in the past in regards to not protecting this player this is what we have in place now and what we're doing moving and and, and going on from that right and, and 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 heading out from that he could have done that but he chose not to and the emotional response came out and now that looks 1500 yeah. times worse than what it did so before well done so and and and, and 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 you know what a, a little a little side note here as well i i got to say I was quite unimpressed with how Gary yeah. Bettman kind of handled all that as well. Because listen, I, I, I understand he's working for that guy. Like he's working for the owners, right? And I get he's working for him. But dude, you've got to be able to kind of, you know, put, put some things aside a little bit here. Like, uh, and, and, and I'm not necessarily asking for any kind of a fine. It was just the way he kind of went about yeah. it in his presser. I just didn't like the way it was like, well, it was a moment. You know what? Fuck me, man. Like this a damaging guy, a honestly, moment can be? honestly put this organizing. Ah, oh, Marty. I mean, he, I, again, again, I go back to what he put that, that organization through yeah. just by those comments. Yeah. He set them back again. Like you and I both know when that town hall was over his, I believe it's most of his kids that were on the panel with him. And if it wasn't all his kids, it was at least one in Danny Wirtz, his son. And I can guarantee you when they oh, finished man. that thing, his, he must've went what up to his father fuck? and said, what in God's name do you think you're doing? What are you doing? Like, I mean, and, and look, I mean, you can go in a number of different ways with this and everybody will have their feelings about yeah. it, but my Lord, what an absolute, absolute trip up that was from that organization. And I got to think there's some people that were extremely, extremely upset with the old man in regards to how he handled that whole thing because disappointing, that, just an very disappointing, unnecessary show, and disappointing. Oh so, yeah. my God. Absolutely. As, as a true hockey fan, it was, it really was so. Hey, we're ending. Uh, are we going to end the well, program? On no, we're going to end it. We're just we're Jesus just going to quickly Christ. mention that Mike and I have been talking about this a lot, and I don't know if if anybody has heard it. So, at one episode, I think we even suggested that. So, Mike and I have a for for whatever reason, call it nerves, call it uh, excitement, a bit of both. We tend, and I'm sure you guys have noticed, we tend to say at the end of the day a lot, um, and <laughs> it's gotten both. It's gotten on our nerves, but it's it's kind of flipped over to funny now, <laughs> and. Um, so now, uh, now every time we mention it, we, we mention that we're mentioning it, which makes things worse. So we're thinking of doing a show potentially live uh, with our fans. Um, well, our video will be on. Our fans will be able to just comment and stuff like that. And every time, every time we say it, and it would be great if the fans can join with us. Every time we say it, we'll, we'll take a shot of something. This will probably be the last show of the season that we do. So that'll be, that's, we're talking weeks away still. Um, because Lord knows we'll need some recovery time. About a summer's worth. <laughs> probably what? Probably pr- probably some sometime in Something July. Like that, yeah, where we'll just have a little bit of fun with it. And, um, and, and at the end of the day, <laughs> we'll be pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, let us know. Baby. Reach out, yeah, uh, Twitter, could, that... Facebook, uh, Instagram. I think we're still on Instagram. I've been on that in a long time. Um, anyways, reach out at some point and uh, let us know what you think, and, and we'll try to make it happen. I think we'll make it happen either way, but reach out anyways. <laughs> and if you want to be on the show with us at the same time, uh, let us know. Unfortunately, we will not be allowing you guys to pick no. the type of drink because... I'm not doing peach knobs. Uh, ma- no, okay. Be- <laughs> Big, big can't, yeah, man. No. Big can't do. There, there's definitely some there's some, some hard yeah, nose there yeah. for sure. Yeah, so. I still got a life to live, so I'm not gonna go down that path. I'll probably do some beer <laughs> shots or maybe gin. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Maybe. 
perhaps maybe a little Love aviation gin, gin you know support to go to old van city Reynolds. that buddy. is that quickly became oh, my favorite yes. gin uh it was up until that point it was Bam- bombay <laughs> sapphire but it quickly shot down uh aviation gin is by far the the shiznizzle that's not a word Come on, Ryan. Give us a shout out on Twitter or something, for God's sakes, bud. We're giving a little pump up here to Aviation Gin. Reach out. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at twoguysaleague and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash twogalag. Or you can follow us on Twitter, where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.